Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional. Welcome to Tooth Be Told. This is Dr. Aka. And Dr. Will Cradock, as always. Okay. All right, Vanessa, how's your day? How's your week? Uh, it's, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, man. I, I, got, I got punched this week. Okay. By a patient. <laughs> well, I got molested by a patient. So you did? Which, oh. which one do you want to hear first? Uh, let's go with molestation. Let's okay. let's do that. Let me tell you what That's, happened. I first. sound weird. Uh, like I'm like I'm uh encouraging that, but uh, no, I I I have to hear the story. What uh, happened? Well, so let me tell you what happened, bro. So I'm basically a patient comes in, they need their tooth extracted. Okay. Okay. Fine. Not a big deal. So I go to go. I go ahead and want to go ahead and extract the tooth, right? So I numb the patient. Okay. Right. And mind you, this patient comes in with like uh. Uh, what's it called? Uh, feather earrings. I'm so, okay. Well, it is what it is. Whatever you like, right? So I I began and I'm like, okay. My patient hands my my assistant hands me the anesthesia. And I okay. Go to, I go to numb her up, and I numb her up, and she goes, "Ooh, that hurt. Do it again." What? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was like, I'm sorry. What? She goes, No, do it again. And I was All like, right. Um, I think we're done. I said, I think we're done. She goes, No, no, no. Sit, do it again. I said, okay. So, so you I did walked, it again? Bro, I walked out. I said, well, I think we're good. Right? So I walked out and I come back and we do the extraction. The extraction goes well. We're done. Bop, bop, in and out. Okay? <laughs> and here's the problem. She goes, oh my God, you're so, be- you're so excellent. Let's go ahead. Give me a hug. So she gives me a hug, but it's not one of those like grandmother hugs, right? Okay. Like that, oh, you did well. <laughs> nah, she like, like brought my head all, all into that stuff, right? And I was oh, like, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. I said, stop. Right? Oh, did- <laughs> I said, stop. I'm offended, I'm ma'am. Disgusted, ma'am. Right. Control yourself. Right. So my <laughs> assistant, this guy, is standing there looking at all this and shaking his head. And I say, Are "You serious? He's literally not even doing the bro code, which is, hey, help you out, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, ma'am, please stop. You know, he's got to go. He's got to get it. She's molesting me. He's just standing there looking. So I go to my other assistant, right? Okay. And I'm telling her the story. And and the patient goes, oh well, I'm gonna go get my work done in Tijuana. <laughs> and the, she said it like that. No, no. Well, that that's what I said to my <laughs> assistant. And she's from she's she's Hispanic. She's from Mexico. And she goes, why do you say Tijuana like that? And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, you say weird. And I'm like Tijuana. <laughs> and she's Your like, son. yeah, exactly. And I was like, see, that's the problem with you. You're not cultured. <laughs> okay. I said you're not cultured because that's exactly how you pronounce it. Right, and I go. How do you pronounce that place with with Honolulu? Right, how do you pronounce it? Hawaii. <laughs> Stupid. It's Hawaii. Okay, Hawaii. Oh God! I was there. Okay, I was there, and I heard them pronounce it. Right, I was actually immersed in that culture. Right, I had poi. Disgusting. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it was horrible. Right, poi is actually good. No, it was actually you must not had a good horrible. One. Okay, right. Okay, and then on top of that. Right, I got a chance to like survey and, and, and take a tour of the island. Beautiful island, beautiful island. It right? is. Multiple. I went to two islands, and then, but the only thing I didn't do, my wife got mad at me. I didn't want to go into ocean. Okay. You, you come all that way. Why would you not go in the ocean? Explain you, to me, bro. Do you know how the crocodile hunter died? 
Yes. How did he die? He got stung in the heart by a stingray. Where is the stingray located? Everywhere. In the ocean. Oh, God. Don't BS me, okay? (laughs) The man is a crocodile hunter. He looks for danger. And he died from a creature in the ocean. What chance do I got? I'm not uh, doing it. By, by that logic, you I'm have not no doing chance. It. You have no chance. Exactly. So why would I go swimming in the ocean when this man who looks for danger, <laughs> okay, died from a stingray? Not from a crocodile, but a stingray. So would you be more comfortable with a crocodile on land? Bro, I'm a dentist, not a crocodile hunter. <laughs> okay? He made a mistake when he chose his career. All right? Fair That's enough. the problem. Fair enough. But it is what it is. So that's how I got molested this week. That okay? is good. Okay. A lady that wanted to go to Tijuana, my <laughs> assistant that can't, says that I don't pronounce stuff correctly. And, okay. and, and she actually knows. Uh, I guess so. She is from yes. She is from Mexico. It is what it is. Anyway. Mexico. Is Me- your, uh, there you go. Technically, that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. Okay. But people aren't cultured enough like me <laughs> to pronounce it correctly. Okay. Hawaii. <laughs> That's how you pronounce that too, okay? If you, if you can't tell, uh, Dr. Aka is that guy that is, uh, is, is, likes to be authentic. Bro, you have no choice but to be authentic. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and pronounce it where they're going to look at me like, oh, there's that, there's that American. Okay. Okay? I say Tijuana. <laughs> okay? I say Honolulu. I say Hawaii. <laughs> okay? But anyway, I digress. Let's go ahead and talk about this week, right? All right. <laughs> that, that, that's what happened to me. Do you want to talk about you getting punched? Um... Yeah, so uh, I had a patient. Right. Um, she told me that uh, she was going to be moving soon. Uh, and she also told me that um, she said she's going to be moving in a couple weeks. Okay, great. Um, she was having some dental pain. And she told me she was going to cry during the appointment. Uh, I said, okay, I know you're nervous. I'm going to try to make this easy. Um, I really should have took her on her word that, you know, no matter what I did, there were going to be tears. You should have dismissed um, her immediately. Uh, you know, I, I try I try to say give people the benefit of the doubt. You set yourself but, up a um, failure right there. Uh, I'll fast forward. Okay. So she she had a tooth. Okay. Um, you know, it looked fine clinically, um, but she said it was giving her a lot of pain, and she didn't know exactly which one is. So you know, uh, I had to test some different teeth. You know, okay. do a couple stimulus tests, put something cold on, get a response. Right. Right. Said so, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna test this tooth, this first tooth. Perfectly fine. Okay, this is what it should feel like. I'm going to go to the second tooth. Uh, and that's where I made the mistake because as soon as I tested that second tooth, she pretty much punched me. Uh, she pretty much two-hand like pushed and punched me uh, into my head and neck region. It would have been a great block. Uh, it would have been a great block in football. I mean, it, uh, it definitely pushed me back. What did you do? Uh, what I said, well, you know, the, the silver lining is I guess we know which tooth uh, it is now. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I can say that that tooth definitely uh, is <laughs> responded abnormally. Uh, so we need to treat that tooth. There you go. Um, there you go. But yeah, though it was, and she apologized. What if it was and, a guy that, that did the same thing? Uh, if it was a guy, it probably would have been a little different. Uh, just because I, I don't know if I would have been able to shrug off that uh, that that blow. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty big guy. You're sexist. And um, and I mean, she not that she was a. She she wasn't. Um, it didn't hurt. Okay, I, I'll say that. You know, maybe that's just the the machismo in me. I can't say it hurt, uh, but I will say she was quick. Uh, she kind of Roy joined Junior me there. I th- I thought it would be quicker to like avoid and dodge. Right. No, I right. I definitely caught all of that. 
Um, but yeah, no, that was that was uh, that was an interesting day in my in my week. Okay. After that, everything was was good. I said, okay, well, we we know we need to to do some treatment. We're okay. gonna send you to specialists get this root canal done. I, I would really advise that you be asleep when this happens, <laughs> because uh, they're gonna do a lot more than just test the tooth. And you're already this nervous and and uh, freaked out. I, I suggest that for for all for all parties involved, you just be asleep. <laughs> so and she so, agreed. So the summary is, you got. Uh, Mayweather, and I have a pervert. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You met a pervert. I I met uh, the next uh, Mayweather. That's all good. You know. Okay. okay. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and uh, get get the week started. Let's talk about our topic for this week. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about amalgam silver fillings versus composite white fillings. Okay. okay. The reason why we're talking about amalgam versus white composite. versus black. No, I'm just oh, joking. Come on, I'm, stop. Joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, t- it's, it's such, too, such a sensitive topic nowadays. I can't not, yeah. But the reason why we're talking about the two is because everybody always complains about the amount of mercury in the silver filling. Okay. So we're going to either agree, disagree, or debunk the whole situation, okay? Okay. And as always, look, I have a silver filling in my mouth. I oh. like it. It hasn't caused me any issues. So, of course, so, you're, so you're biased. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes, okay. I am. But I'm going to have something to prove that I'm actually right. Oh, okay. I'm going to have a lot of things to prove that I'm actually right. Okay. 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 And you'll try to debunk that. Whole I'm situation. definitely going to just destroy your argument. That's I'm just going to do that. That's yes. all good. That's why we're here. So, all right. So, let's talk. All right. Let's talk about amalgam versus composite. Right? Okay. And so, before we do all that, let me tell you exactly what the different amalgams are. Okay. There are three different types of amalgams. There are uh, elemental amal- uh, mercury. Okay, there are inorganic mercury and then there are methyl mercury. And let me explain to you. That just sounds like all fancy stuff, right? But basically, with dental amalgams, dental amalgams has elemental mercury, meaning that whenever you go ahead and do whatever to it, it actually uh, evaporates or has vapors, okay, uh, and and releases vapors. And that's the problem, right? Because you can actually inhale it and everything like that. And then uh, in fish, right? Because you've heard that before, right? Whenever you get sushi or whatever, it has mercury in there, right? Yeah. Um, with fish, they actually have methylmercury, meaning that, that that's, a, that's an organic uh, mercury that you can actually absorb through your lungs and, and your intestinal okay. uh, area, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But mostly through your intestines, right? When you eat through, it. You through digestion. Actually, t- through digestion, yes, sir. Okay. So the difference is methylmercury, which is in fish, okay. and then we got elemental mercury, which is in your tooth amalgam. Okay. Okay. So now we know the difference. Okay. Right? One is vapor. One can be ingested. Well, Dr. Acker, which one is, is more harmful? Well, they're, they're both mercury, right? And the funny thing is, you, you know, um, a little side note. When they talk about, um, when they talk about uh, what's it called, uh, the Mad Hatter, they're going back to back in the day when they used to make hats, right? They would actually make it with the mercury and and and. and and, and and prepare it with mercury, which would would basically have them ingesting the vapor, right? Vapors, exactly, mm-hmm. and that actually would cause a lot of psychosis. Right? It would make you go mad. Make you go mad. The Mad Hatter, right? So that's something that was kind of interesting whenever I was doing research for this because I want to make sure that people understand. So that. so maybe because you have mercury in your mouth, you're crazy, and your arguments <laughs> just be. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that, that that's, an argument. <laughs> that's an argument. That's an argument. And you know, another thing that I was able to look up is the different fish. You know, there are different fish, right? Okay. Sushi and stuff. Uh, there are different fish that have different levels of mercury. And the highest level of mercury, right, is um, albacore. Okay. Shark. 
and okay. halibut. You mean halibut? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can say halibut, or, but it sounds better when I say halibut. Uh, it sounds like you're saying halibut, but okay, okay. Is that, is that the that that might be the the pronunciation? I feel like that's correct. the pronunciation. Once it's again, halibut. Look, I'm more cultured than you. I didn't want to say. Yeah, I, I mean, you might okay. be. I, halibut just sounds like you're trying to be fancy. Halibut is the phonetic way of saying it. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. And then the lowest amount uh, that they can trace is um, salmon. Okay. Okay. Salmon has really low amounts of um, mercury, and okay. uh, uh, oysters too. Okay, have really low amounts of um, mercury. Okay, so that's something that now we have a we have basically a platform, a a, a way of kind of seeing what's high and what's low. Okay. Right? Uh, your tooth, um, the the amount of mercury that we put in your tooth, where it comes from is um, mercury that we use for your filling is fifty percent mercury. And then fifty percent um, different metals, and the reason why we use mercury is because the mercury mixes up with the different metals that we use in there, right? And that allows us to mold and shape that filling so that you can compress it into your cavity that we just prepped. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And once we compress it and fill it into the cavity, it also allows that cavity or that that filling, I'm sorry, to harden fast. So that's the use for mercury. Why we need mercury in your filling. Back to the fish. So, yeah. which you said that halibut, halibut, right? Yeah, you uh, you said albacore had the most. Albacore and halibut are on the same level, what, along what, with shark. What, if you want to eat along shark. shark. I mean, I, I I pass that on the daily menu. It's that's, uh, that's okay. you know, that's it, just me. You're I, not I cultured. Know. That's a problem. I, with you. I, I should. I need to, I need to eat more shark. Um, <laughs> But what percentage is in those fish as compared to how much is in, I mean, in terms of mercury, how much is in those fish uh, as compared to what's in your filling? Right. And, and that actually, what it said was 0.2 milligrams per uh, milliliter or something like that. Uh, so it was a really small amount, mm-hmm. but it was actually measured over uh, 2.2 ounces. Okay. So it's a weird measurement, right? So you can't really say this is. I'm gonna cut out this amount, and this is exactly how much mercury is gonna be in this, right? Even though they gave you kind of a rough estimate. Okay. So in the end, you really can't sit here and say I'm eating this amount. But what they, what the consensus and the FDA came up with, uh, you know, and that's a food and drug, uh, yeah, food and drug. (laughs) Yeah, make sure that people know. What they came up with was the amount of. Uh, mercury in your filling is so minute that it doesn't even affect you. You actually get as much, if not more, mercury in just the environment that you're in. And, and just from eating fish. And, exactly, and the food and everything that you So eat. basically you're saying anybody that uh, doesn't want to do a mercury filling but like sushi and eats it regularly is a hypocrite. That's basically what you're calling them. <laughs> no, right? <I'm> again, just... <laughs> this goes back to what people are comfortable with. Right? We had the same discussion before. I'm joking. Right? I'm and what joking. people are comfortable with is it's okay, right? Yeah. But we have to educate people and let them know that in the end, you're going to be exposed. You're going to be exposed to mercury in the environment or in your filling. You're still going to be exposed, right? But you don't even like mercury. So what do you care? What do you mean? Like, yeah, you no, don't I like don't. Mercury. You don't I, like you I, don't like I amalgams. Don't. I I mean, dislike is a strong word. I just think that you know, it's twenty it's twenty seventeen. You know, we have uh, computers in our phones, not because uh, they can do more than a laptop, but because it's more convenient. It's it's prettier. It's more it's more aesthetic. 
This is the world we live in. Okay. Um, I I know amalgam fillings. They last longer than white composite fillings. Right. This is something that's known, right? Right. But for people, it's all about what what the the customer wants, what people want. They don't want uh, something that doesn't look like a tooth. They want something that looks tooth-like. Very true. Right? Very true. I agree. So that being said, um, that's why composite wins over. I know that I can place a a great uh, amalgam filling, right? I can place a a great gold foil uh, restoration as well. Nobody wants those. That's really old school, right? In 2017, it's like, who wants that? That's I I'd hardly ever do that because patients don't want it. Um, the The reason why I say I'm not even a fan of composites. I just think we have better materials now. I'm I'm a fan of porcelain, so I kind of will go to the next step. But <laughs> okay. first, I'll defend composites. Please first. do. Let's focus on composite. So um, th- this is this is why I'll say composites. These are some scenarios where composite wins out, right? All right. And uh, hopefully by the end of this, you kind of see why I even mentioned porcelain right here. But um, so with larger fillings, right? Okay. Uh, I know amalgam is stronger. When it hardens, it's going to be a lot stronger than composite. But um, the way that I prep, and maybe you'll, you can disagree or agree, um, when I'm pre- prepping something, I have to prep a little differently for a, a metal so uh, amalgam. Cut, cutting the, cutting cutting the, the cavity tooth. out. Cutting the cavity out. Okay. I'm sorry. I got to explain myself. Um, when I'm cutting the cavity out, the I have to cut more tooth structure to do an amalgam filling. Okay. In some cases. True. Right? True. True. Yeah, and that's something that we were taught in dental school. It's called a, uh, extension for prevention. Extension exactly. for, for prevention. Being I'm, in that we want to make sure that we don't have any uh, uh, tooth structure that's not supported by more tooth structure. Right? Exactly. So that's why we do more of a outline, a bigger outline for amalgam. Yes. Yes, that's right. So, it, and in some instances, if you're doing a uh, composite, um, you can keep the prep a little bit more minimal. I'll right. just say that. Right. But at the end of the day, the decay dictates what you do. True. Right? In most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's cases where I can cut less tooth and, and do a simple composite that, that blends in. Um, and to me, that's a great thing. The other, the other big thing is uh, metals corrode, right? Uh, and mercury leaks. Now, I don't think leaking amalgam fillings or metal fillings, they don't lead to death. They don't lead to mercury poisoning. Uh, as Dr. Aka kind of stated, I mean, you get, you're exposed to it regardless. Um, but do you want to know the side effects? What are the side effects? So when you get mercury poisoning... Right, and this is something that uh, was kind of stated uh, online that there, there's so many different effects from mercury. Right, it it, it uh, goes from chronic fatigue. We have depression, cancer. <laughs> we have uh, memory loss. They even have autism, ADHD. This is all online. Okay, ADHD is ADHD. <laughs> okay, you can't laugh. Okay, autoimmune disease. Migraines. Uh, I'm sorry. Diabetes. You, you sound like one of those drug commercials where it's like, <laughs> this we'll heal you, we'll heal you one thing, but side effects include uh, possibility of death, uh, cancer. No, no, no. no, but this is, this is everything that was online. I okay. basically put everything that I could think I could find. Okay. But this is Stomach mercury pains. Po- poisoning though. But that's mercury poison. And, but they're saying that whenever you have a mercury amalgam filling, which has mercury in there. Yes. Why, how do you know 
that you're not getting any of these? How do you know you're not getting ADHD? How do you know you're not getting an autoimmune disease? How do you know you're not getting diabetes? Or I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, there was, this, there was it, this infomercial. It causes this diabetes? Diabetes. <laughs> I used to diabetes. Like, I got diabetes. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you know damn right it's called diabetes. <laughs> I hate when you say it like that. But that was another, I couldn't stand that guy. I right. know exactly which you know, commercial, commercial you're talking right? about. Like, yes. I got diabetes. I was like, all right, start off with, he's not a football player. But... <laughs> Okay. Did, did they it's actually diabetes. say there's a link between mercury yes, poisoning mercury and poisoning. diabetes? They associated with dental amalgams and they had wow. uh, asthma, allergies. Okay. And the question is, okay, so, so I looked it up. I said, okay, okay what are the, some of the things that could happen, right? And do they have people that actually react to the amalgam? Basically, allergic reaction to amalgam. And uh, uh, the um, American Dental Association actually said that 100 people report cases of amalgam allergies. A hundred a year. That's in a year. Okay. A hundred a year. Out of how many? Out of all? Well, however many people that get dental procedures done. A hundred a year, which is significant, right? But is it it minute compared to how many people get dental work? Yes, but it's still there. So you can't sit here and dismiss that, right? Okay. And so then the the, the American Dental Association said that, okay, so if that's the case, then you need to use other stuff which comes into play. But let me, let's let's, let's be completely honest. So we're talking about the mercury, right? That's the big... That's the problem. That's the problem. But just like you said, Mm -hmm. you know, it's these metal fillings or mercury fillings, they're mixed with other things, right? Other metals. The mercury, again, is to hold everything together so we can move it around and be more pliable. Yeah. Amalgam means a mixture of different... Of different elements, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, so one of those elements that is highly uh, uh, allergic um, to most people is nickel. And that's in a lot of mercury fillings. Okay. I would raise this, the question of how many people in America have a nickel allergy. Uh, I don't know about you, but um, I'm one of those people. So, you have an, so you're saying that the 100 people that report the amalgam allergies actually maybe due to the nickel or some kind of other metal in the amalgam. I I would I would wager a very large amount that all of those people would be positive for a nickel allergy. Okay, and that's fine. And that's fine. What I'm getting at is this is what the American is, and Can I say why? Like. Please. How many times have you went to a jewelry store, mm-hmm. right? Uh, maybe I'm the only one. You get a, you you see a nice piece of jewelry, maybe it's a chain right. or uh, something goes around your wrist. Yeah. You put it on and it turns your wrist green, yeah, right? Yeah, never had that issue, bro. You never had that issue. Maybe <laughs> I don't I know where had, you I, shop. <laughs> I just had I had a different upbringing, you know. I, I could afford what I could afford. Anyway, um, the I, I have a nickel allergy. I if it's not uh, if it's not stainless steel, right? If it ha- if it's mixed with nickel, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna cause a reaction with me. Okay, well I, that's that's a great point. It really is. That that shows that there are other factors that people have to consider. Exactly. But we can't eliminate the fact that people still feel this way, right? Exactly. When it comes to the whole mercury thing. Because mercury is you, you can get mercury poison. If you, you work can. in a in a factory that releases mercury or works with mercury, they have to make sure that you have the gown and the whole entire suit on so that you don't come in contact with a high level of mercury to cause neurological issues, which is associated with mercury. Exactly. So that's completely exactly. that's completely honest. The problem that I think most dentists have is that we put a small amount of a mixture of mercury and alloys together, put it in your in your teeth, and people are blaming an amalgam filling 
on all their other issues. On, all, on all life sales. Yes, ADHD, right? Uh, any other issues, uh, not being able to pay attention in school. That's going to well, be blamed on them. Well, well, I get this question a lot from, from patients, right? All when right. they ask me, you know, I, I ha- they come in, I have a lot of metal feelings. I just want them out. I know, you know, they cause all these things. And and like I said, I'm the I'm the composite guy. I'm I'm not gonna or the porcelain guy. I'm not. I don't. If I know I have better things that I can place in there other than amalgam, in my in my estimate. But um, I tell them, hey, I'm not gonna take out that that metal filling if it's not failing, uh, if it's not corroding. And the reason is, uh, all of those things that you want to stay away from, all the exposure, all that fear, the vapors. You're gonna get more from me removing it, right? right? Me yeah. cutting into that 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 metal filling is gonna release all that vapor, mm-hmm. and you're gonna ingest it. So. Even in doing that, it's a small enough amount that it's not harmful to your health. It shouldn't be, right? And this is the reason why we vacuum that stuff up. But to be completely honest, you're getting more exposure in me removing it than leaving it where it is. If it's, if it's sound. Very true. Right? You're very true. That's, right? very, that's very true and that's completely correct, you know. Um, but people would rather not have that leakage, right? Because mm-hmm. the problem is they say that whenever you grind or... or you know, uh, chew with that filling, it actually releases slowly. And that's the problem. So why don't I just go ahead and have a dentist vacuum, right, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and get all that out rather than me having to go through that slow leakage, right, that slow poison. That's what they do. That's what I, they do. And you know, the funny thing is actually, you know how we always keep coming, I feel like we keep coming back to the subject, but pregnancy Right. <laughs> there was another article that I saw that stated, should pregnant women be concerned about Malcolm filling? Okay. Right. And they actually says research has not shown any health effects from amalgam fillings in pregnant women. However, mercury can cross the placenta. That just shows how sensitive, you know, the placenta is and how how sensitive kids are, babies, right? Yeah. Uh, and it says, in general, dentists advise that pregnant women should avoid unnecessary dental care, which is something that we've talked about before, right? Exactly. If, it, if you're pregnant and you don't have to do something, don't do it. So, so let's br- let's break it down to the real. Your 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 wife was was recently pregnant, yes. right? Yes. Congratulations. Appreciate no, it. No, yeah. no, no longer is she pregnant. No, yeah, I but. think she's more happy about that than I am. <laughs> exactly. But yes, yes. But. It, it, it knowing what you know, being a dentist, uh-huh. if if your wife had uh, metal fillings mm-hmm. in her mouth or was planning to get metal fillings in her mouth while she was pregnant, would you would you stop her from getting those procedures? Would you pull a halt to that? Knowing what you know, well, knowing what I know and knowing my wife, what's the difference? Because <laughs> knowing my wife, she would never get amalgam. She would never get amalgam. Oh, she would? Okay. Never, never. No. And it's oh. all about beauty, right? It's okay. all about, hey, let me go ahead and get something that looks good, looks, that looks nice, right? Okay. So and my so point. It's aesthetics. Okay. That's fine. And that, exactly so, what you so said. Say, it's aesthetics. So say, she, so say she wasn't. Say she didn't care. That, yeah. didn't, that part didn't bias her, right? Yeah. And she was scheduled to get a metal filling either placed or removed. While she's pregnant, would you feel comfortable enough with allowing that procedure to go through? I again, I look at it from a point of view of is it necessary, right? I mean, just like anything, you want to basically do what's necessary, not mm-hmm. what uh, just you know, hey, let's just do it for the fun of it, right? Okay, because exactly. Kids are very sensitive, especially when they're utero, right? When they're in the stomach, they're mm-hmm. very, very sensitive to everything that you do, right? That's why exactly. we tell pregnant women not to even drink. 
That's why we tell them not to, you know, take medication. Like so not even drink. Well, that yeah. Yeah, no, we do. I mean, right? That's the case. That's the case, right? I mean, yeah, you're yeah. Right. So, so that's what I'm saying. So it's very but sensitive, right? So very sensitive. in the end, if you don't have to do something, or if you can wait off on it, then wait. That's that's my answer. I would just be like, why don't you just wait? I mean, unless your cavity is right next to your, you know, your nerve or whatever it may be, if it's not an emergency, you can wait. So I mean, basically, you're saying if you're not in pain, if it's something that can wait till after, wait till yeah. Just wait until after. Which is which is what I, I I hate when I agree with you, but I mean it's <laughs> I do agree with you in this point. <laughs> that's it. Um, you know what I mean. So in the end, just wait. That's that's basically what it comes down to, and that's fine. I'm not gonna sit here and and, and ever put because we there's so little that we know about pregnancy that in the end, if you don't have to do something, why why do you? You know, uh, and this always makes me think of uh, uh, when I watch the show Mad Men. And you just think about everyone was smoking and drinking That's right. while they're pregnant, right? Your doctor would light up with you at your at your exams. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's a boy. Your OB guy would be like, it's a boy. Let's, <laughs> Let's light up right here. Uh, and, you know, all those people are born and, mm-hmm. you know, still still around, still kicking, right? Yes. Um, I, 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 I do think we are hypersensitive to our offspring, as we should be, right? You should be. You should care about your kids. Um, but to your point... Uh, so if if you can wait, wait. You yeah. know it's better not to just worry about that and give yourself peace of mind. That's right. But uh, it, but if your wife was in pain, yeah, then would, do it. Then do it, right? Then do it. You wouldn't feel. You wouldn't think twice about no. not doing it. Just right? do it. Yeah, and yeah. you plus you don't want to hear about it at home. Um, <laughs> You're not gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm not stupid enough. But I will say that <laughs> she was whatever she wants to do you're smarter than me <laughs> you're smart man you're smart man <laughs> right no but i mean whatever she wants to do you know just do it in the end you know as long as you're you're taken care of that's all that matters you know what i mean um but in the i mean let's finish everything let's just wrap it all up right okay well i, I feel like i left one thing off please so okay so we talked about basically composites we we know that they're weaker or less less strong they last they they last a shorter period why and Why? that's a tooth filling. That's a tooth filling. Let's make sure everybody understands that. Why? They la- they last a shorter period because they're not made of the same ingredient. The composite is made of essentially plastics. Right. Um, they're all FDA approved, right? So I don't want to start a thing there. Not for sure. But um, we ju- we just know the the average lifespan is about thirteen years for an amalgam and about eight to seven for a composite. So then, how could you possibly sit here and tell me that you are for composite versus amalgam? Well, because all of these studies, and, and that one was done by uh, Fours in uh, 2001. Okay. Um, the, the, the whole thing, there's a lot of things that go in, into this, okay. right? Yes. Larger, larger filling, right? A larger area of decay, trying to put an amalgam versus a composite. A composite is, gonna, is gonna, not going to do as well uh, as an amalgam because a, a composite is more prone to fracture, right? That's right. It'll crack. Right. That's the main thing. And it shrinks, too. It, it also shrinks. Right. Whenever you go ahead and put the light on it. It it shrinks. Yes. Right. Yes. But what about amalgam? Does it shrink? Amalgam does shrink. But it also what? It right? also expands. So you have both avenues. Well, it's it's a metal. So when it's hot, it expands, right? Yeah. And when it's cold, it shrinks. Okay. But, so so I, I'm so me knowing that if I put an amalgam in the center of a tooth, right, and let's say it's a huge amalgam. Yes. Right. Um, over the course of their life, that contracting and expanding is going to put stress on the tooth, probably lead to cracks, okay. right? Okay. If I put the same filling that's a composite in the center of the tooth, the composite is more likely to break than the tooth. 
so I can possibly repair the tooth. Well, but then also you have to worry about what? You can have to worry about recurrent decay or cavities forming again. This is true. Underneath your composite. This is true. So now you basically have a tooth that cracked, uh-huh. right, that might need a crown. Okay. Or a composite that now has cavity there that basically got bigger that might need a root canal and a crown. Exactly. So again, I'm still getting so, aiming for the amalgam. So, th- so we we just so I this is why on large fillings I don't do either. I uh, do I do porcelain. That's where your porcelain came yeah, from. Yeah, because okay. uh, when you're doing something that's large enough for it, yeah. you don't want something that ex- it contracts or expands, right? So basically, and something a tooth that looks like right? a tooth. So basically, you wanna you wanna if when it's too big, you wanna put you wanna shave the tooth down and put a cap over it or a crown, the same thing, correct? Yes. Okay, well, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's fine. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about it next time, actually. Okay. We'll talk about that next time and 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 what the benefits of of that is and how we can actually prolong, you know, a, a, a tooth's life. Yeah. By putting that on there. So we'll talk about that. We'll actually have a guest that will be able to discuss that more with you, right? And of course, I'm going to be against both of you guys. So this like, like always. What is, what's <laughs> new? What's right. new? So do we have time for one question? One question. What okay. is it? So we have um, a question that came in. Um, and, and basically the question was, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't have time to read all that. It was a really long question. <laughs> but, lazy. But it, yeah, it's no, lazy. Right? But it basically was, you know, they're getting procedure done. They're getting three teeth taken out. Okay. And um, their, their mother actually warned them that, hey, it's going to be very painful. So you should ask for more than just ibuprofen and Tylenol 3. Okay. Uh, but they're afraid that they're going to look like drug seekers. Okay. So how do you answer that question to a patient who is generally just concerned about the pain that's going to come from the extraction? Exactly. Right? Uh, and, and so that they don't look like drug seekers. How do you answer that for them? So I guess, I guess your question is, how do they look like they're... No, so, how, do you, how do they not look like drug seekers? How do they look like, you know what, hey, I'm concerned about the pain. Okay, so can I have something more, something stronger than the Tylenol 3? Okay. I, I mean, well, are you going to judge them? Are you going to yeah, <laughs> say, hey? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, and this is every, every practitioner, every doctor is different. Um, in, in, my, in my estimate, there's a couple things that let me know that you're a drug seeker or not. Okay. Uh, I kind of don't want to let the cat out of the bag because I'm like, I'm gonna, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so now uh, everyone's like, like, oh, write it down. <laughs> <laughs> write that down, write that down. <laughs> I'm getting Tyrone writing this down. Oh, yeah, this time ago. Anyway, um, no, um, the thing that is a big red flag to me is when patients know the exact name of the substance that they want. Okay. Um, that that's off-putting. That makes me think. Well, why do you why do you have such an adverse? Why do you have such a knowledge of all these opioids? So right? they're like Vicodin three to three to five hundred. Yeah, when they're names. like, oh, tramadol is the only thing that gets me right. Yeah, that's. No, I'm not giving you that. You you sound a little crackish. I'm just gonna be honest. Um, but no, for your patient, right. um, you know, that's worried about the pain. Mm-hmm. I I always give them something. I'm gonna give them something moderate, right? right. I'm gonna tell them, hey, I want you to to try to use this only. But if you, especially in the beginning, the first couple of days, uh, I'm gonna give you something that's a higher level, especially if we're going into a weekend, just so you're not, you know, uh, in pain somewhere, right. and you're like, this is just not cutting it. Right. Um, but I let them know. Hey, this is something I also don't want to get you addicted to. I mean, opioid addiction is is a big 
big epidemic in this country right now. Right. And it's very hard to to tell the people who want it for real reasons and who are just, you know, just trying to get a fix. Um, I don't give a lot of tab of a lot of tabs of that. Okay. So um, that's another thing. If they tell me the quantity that they want, I'm not giving you the quantity. Another I mean, you just might as well go somewhere else. Cause I'm not, if you tell me, yeah, I want Percocet. I want 28 Percocet. You're not getting any of that. Gotcha. I'm going to give you ibuprofen <laughs> Uh, and Tylenol 3, maybe. Probably right. not even Tylenol 3. I'm just giving you Tylenol. Take right. over-the-counter Tylenol and call it a day. You know, and it's funny, actually. There's research that states that the combination of ibuprofen and Tylenol together yeah. is actually as strong, if not stronger, than Vicodin. I, and some people don't realize that. I, I always give, for all of my extractions, yeah. that's generally what I'm giving. I'm telling them to alternate between those two. That's it's, right. Together, they should knock it out. And I give them maybe four tabs of of an opioid, you yeah, know, a, yeah. a vicoprofen or a Vicodin or something, uh, in that in that level to to get them just through the first couple of days. And if they're still having pain, where that that's not that's not solving it, you know, come Monday they're still like, man, I, it's not working. I need more Vicodin or something. I need to see you. There's more. There's you know? more. There's more issues. Yeah, I need to see you. Make sure you're healing properly. Make sure everything's going right. Right. Um, but yeah, you don't. Please don't go to your dentist and just say, "Yeah, uh, I, I, I think I need more drugs, uh, <laughs> just in case it hurts." Right. Because let's let's be completely honest. We know what you guys do with the with the with the ones that don't get used, right? right. They find a use somewhere else. That's all good. That's all good. We're not gonna assume. We're anything. not gonna we're not gonna assume that little that but little Billy are. goes in the cabinet and that's how he <laughs> okay, that's how he develops an opioid. Right, I'm right. Just, that's another that's another that's podcast. Another, exactly. That's another epidemic. Anyway. But in the end, you want to make sure that. You know, don't be afraid to ask, hey, listen, you know, I'm kind of nervous about this. What can we do to make sure that I'm not in pain? Because most yeah. dentists don't want you to be in pain, right? But you know what's funny to me, though, is how the whole opioid situation is kind of associated with all uh, practitioners and all healthcare providers, when in actuality, most dentists are afraid to give anything really strong. Right? Exactly. Physicians, I remember one of my patients said, oh, my physician gave me... Um, 90 days worth of um, Vicodin or I think it was Percocet. And I was like, 90 days? I'll oh, give yeah. you nine. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know? So so most dentists are nervous about that. And you're telling me that we are the issue. I don't let, think let's, so. I mean, but, let's be completely know. honest. And maybe this is just going to uh, let the drug seekers know where they need to go to get their, their fix if they want it. But um, complications with back surgery, anything related to that. I've had patients who come on that. They generally don't need anything from me because they already have a a whole shopping list of medications right. uh percocet uh tramadol diets they have everything right um right and these are like you said 90 day supplies um you know they i'm sure they give them horse tranquilizer too um anything that they they need and they give them to them for so long it's uh when i hear about the abuse and with opioids, this is where I think first. Yeah. Because it's it's very hard, and I mean, this may be my uh, my vantage point, but uh, when a person tells you they're in pain, how how can I tell you that you're in pain other than what I see? Right? You're crying. You look in pain. That's my judgment. Right. You can also be a wonderful actor, right? Sure. And so, um, but I know as a dentist, I'm never giving anything more than a week's worth. Of, of pain medications. So they have to come back. So, so they you have can to come make back. sure that there is no other issue that's happening. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and I think that's the problem. That's what people don't understand is that we're not here to 
cause you pain. We're just trying to make sure that, hey, if there's other issues, we can take care of it then. Not, let me go for 90 days and then come back and say, hey, by the way, the 90-day prescription that you gave me didn't work. Now it's like, okay, well, you've been in pain <laughs> for 90 days, and now you're coming at me? You're like, something's wrong. All right, come on. If, right? if you've been in pain in, in 90, 90 days, days and, and, and now I'm just finding out about it. There's uh, other issues. That we there's definitely about. other issues. It might be that one lady that had she might be. She might really like pain. She she might really like pain. I don't. That's that's. She was a little. Uh, what is it? S and M. I'm not gonna talk about that. That was awkward. That's that was uncom. That was literally the most uncomfortable situation I've been in, and I've been in a lot of uncomfortable situations. And you had to give her another one. No, you gave her the first one. I gave her the give- first one. I said I'm done. Oh, so it's just one. Yo. Oh. It was gonna have to work. It was gonna. You weren't gonna go. <laughs> I wasn't going back in there. Going back in. I wasn't gonna go back in I don't. In there I don't because, blame you. Because she she liked it way too much. But anyway, <laughs> so so that is the end of our uh, episode. Uh, yes. We hope that you learned something. We hope that uh, it was enjoyable. We ask you as always to go ahead and email us. You know, at uh, real dentist with an S. At gmail.com. Not with a Z? <laughs> Not with a Z. Z would be more game. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Real dentist with a Z at gmail.com. R E A L dentist with an S at gmail.com. Just let us know if you have any questions. Uh, we'll be more than happy to answer anything for you guys. And just, you know, just let us know what you guys think, okay? Thank you so much. And uh, yes. again, we hope that you keep paying attention and you keep learning and keep challenging dentists and ourselves. We thank you. Appreciate you guys. All right. Have a good night, a good day. Signing off. Tooth be told.